My first experience was with in high school answering roll calls for missing classmates, and then they discovered that, and then I got blamed for everything. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, I got Charlie in my senior year in high school, and I wouldn't have graduated from high school without Charlie, so I owe him a great deal. Well, he helped you on all the exams, huh? <laughs> yes. Well, no, I, my history teacher told me not to plan on graduating because I was so bad in medieval and modern history. Well, I was already booked for a show that summer, so I couldn't wait to get going, so a diploma wasn't very important. But then I went on a student recital after I got Charlie in about March, and I heckled all the teachers, you know, and my history teacher, her name was Miss Angel. Chai says, so I got Miss Angel for history. He says, don't let the name fool you. She grows horns at examination time. <laughs> then we picked on the principal, too, and so she kept me after class the next day and said, she didn't know I had this talent, and the world needs laughter more than it needs another history teacher. She would help me graduate. So <clears throat> I copied him from a little Irish newsboy in front of the high school building, and he was a real mick, you know, cocky little funny, and I used a kid with him. And so uh, I guess they are Irishmen that look like him, but Mortimer Snurd, I have people say they know somebody who sounds and looks like Mortimer Snurd, so <laughs> that's not quite as good a compliment, I guess. Well, were you the first at the big time ventriloquist in Vaudeville at that particular time, Edgar? Well, no. We never had more than four or five ventriloquists in the country, even in Vaudeville days. I just happened to get on radio and be at the right place at the right time. <laughs> Lanolin Plus brings you the Edgar Bergen Show with Charlie McCarthy. Now, Cliff, you say, help me, I'll mow you down. It's Sunday night, and time again for Edgar Bergen with Charlie McCarthy, Mortimer Snurd, and Ray Noble and his orchestra, brought to you, transcribed, by the makers of famous Lanolin Plus products. For softer, more youthful-looking skin, and lovelier, more manageable hair. Tonight, our guest is June Allison. Airing on CBS since 1949, Edgar Bergen's 1954 Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern rating was 4.7, 12th overall. Promises you radiant, younger-looking skin and softer, shining hair. His show was sponsored by Lanolin Plus. On February 28th, the celebrity guests were the husband-wife duo, June Allison and Dick Powell. Such a tiny price. Only a dollar and tax at all cosmetic counters. And now, here is Edgar Bergen with Charlie McCarthy. Oh, yes, indeed. Thank you, thank you. Yes, girls, it's everything you could ask for. Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charlie, there's something I would like to ask you. Well, go right ahead, Bergen. I'd rather you learn it from me than... Have you hear it in some tavern? All right. <laughs> this is the time of the year when good little boys and girls get promoted and go on to the next grade. I know, Bergen. They went that away. I see. <laughs> How did you do in your final exam? Well, I didn't even place a show. I see. <laughs> to tell the truth, I wasn't even in the running. I was scratched. I see. <laughs> 
So you didn't pass, I take it? No, I didn't pass, and you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> what was your grade on your final exam? Yeah. What was my grade? Yeah. What I wouldn't give for a golf score that low. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should have studied more. When I was a boy... Ah, that's going back now, Buster. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a boy before an exam... I burned the midnight oil. Yeah, maybe it would have done you a little more good if you'd rubbed it on your head. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, some lanolin plus. Yes, all right. I suppose you're failing your exams means that, once again, you're still in the eighth grade. Ah, yes, yes, Bergen. It's time to sew another service stripe on my sleeve. I... <laughs> my goodness, Charlie. How long have you been in the eighth grade? Well, I don't know. But I do know I'm the only kid in the school that gets invited to the PTA meetings. I... <laughs> well, tell me, what did you flunk in? French, algebra, chemistry, English, history? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, no. Oh, yeah. The only thing I passed in was flunking. I see. <laughs> I thought you were good in history. What happened? Were the questions hard? No, but the answers were. I <laughs> Well, what were some of the questions they asked you? Well, the first question was, uh, how much did we pay for Alaska? Well, what did you put down? Well, I put down, what difference does it make? The deal's already gone through escrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you learned anything? Well, I don't know. What caused the Boston Tea Party? Well, they heard about the price of coffee. No, no. <laughs> I say, Edgar, if you're having a tea party, may I draw up a bag and slosh? Yeah. <laughs> I was just questioning Charlie in history. Oh, in history. Yeah. Jolly good sport, yes. I'm simply wizard at that subject, you know. For instance, do you know what uh, George II was responsible for? Uh, no, Ray, what was George II responsible for? George III, old oh. boy. <laughs> that was an historical wizard, you know. Uh, well, yeah. Let's see how much you really know about history, Ray. Uh -huh. What happened in 1812? Well, I don't know, old boy. The hotel detective wouldn't let me peek through the keyhole. <laughs> no. no, I mean the year, the year. Oh, oh yeah. the year, yeah. I'll give you a hint. Uh, there was a war in 1812. Oh, what was it called? It was called the War of 1812. Oh, that's rather a good name for it, isn't I... it? <laughs> I mean, it's nothing very fancy, but it seems to put the point across. You know? <laughs> well, I must be leaving now. I've got to visit June Allison again. Such a crashing bore. Yeah. Wait a minute. Visiting June Allison is a bore? Oh, yes, Charles. You know, in person, she's not pretty at all. Oh, oh she was wearing slacks and an old sweatshirt. And when she shook my hand, I could see how muscular she was. Ray, that was Dick Powell you shook hands with. <laughs> really? You know, I was wondering why she asked me if I'd like to go to the steam bath this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, tally-ho, chaps. Yeah, tally-ho. Now, Charlie, to get back to your disgraceful failures. Later, Bergen. I gotta finish this thing I'm working on. Yeah. I see father's name, Edgar Bergen. His date of birth. Yeah. Well, what do you know? We're back to 1812 again. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Heartburn of my heart That there's my melody Hoody, hoody, ho All right, all right, Mortimer Yeah Tell me, is there anything new on the farm? Uh, yeah, yeah We got a new garbage pail I see One of them polite kind What do you mean, polite? Well, when I step on the little pedal, it tips its hat to me Oh, I see <laughs> <laughs> I see Look, Mr. Bergen, I was, uh, I was uh, lucky on the way over here. I found a brand new pencil. You found a pencil? Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you going to do with it? Well, it's too nice to just go to waste. Yes, of course. So I think I'll write a book with it. Write a book? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They say any idiot can write a book. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's all it takes, I'm their boy. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to write fiction or nonfiction? Well, maybe not at first, but... Uh, I'll work around to it later. Uh, what was that? I don't know. It missed me. I, uh... <laughs> could you repeat it? I don't think I could. No, no. <laughs> they say to be a great writer, you must have suffered. Uh, would you say that you have qualified? I would, yes. When it's going to rain, I got a corn. It hurts like crazy. <laughs> Anyway, your book, uh, you're going to write, uh, yeah. <laughs> there should be room for two of us up here, shouldn't there? <laughs> you're going to write a book. Yeah, good for you, yeah. <laughs> now, how about the story of your life? Yeah, how about that, yeah. <laughs> Where do you think it ought to start? Well, I think it ought to start when I was born, when you're born. I didn't amount to anything before that. <laughs> Were you born in a hospital? Oh, uh, no, no. We was poor folks. Uh, I was just homemade. Homemade, I see. <laughs> what did your father say when he got his first look at you? Oh, no! <laughs> Well, now, that's not possible. Well, that's the second thing he said. Oh. <laughs> well, what kind of a baby were you? Uh, a boy, I think, a boy. <laughs> you were an only child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a very small litter, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you recall uh, much of your early days? Yeah, uh... My mother and father, they, they were sick most of the time. I see. Yeah. What were they sick of? Uh, me. me In the fall, Bergen's show would go back to 60 Minutes. He'd air for two more seasons before wrapping up his radio run on July 1st, 1956. Bergen did little TV. He was a radio man, even though his art was primarily visual. With Charlie and Mortimer, he emceed the 1956 CBS audience show, Do You Trust Your Wife? and he made numerous guest appearances on TV variety shows of the 1950s. He later appeared in films such as The Finks, Wonton Ton, The Dog Who Saved Hollywood, and The Muppet Movie. Is your mother living yet? No, uh, no, no, not yet, not yet. I... <laughs> you know, Mortimer, you seem to be getting dumber every day. Tell me, why is it? Well, I'll tell you, when it was passing out dumbness, they throw the book at me. I...
Say, Charlie, I understand you have a bit of advice for the lovelorn tonight. How about yes. telling the girls about it? All right, Bill, gladly. Tell your pa and tell your ma and tell your kith and kin that here's a brand new product that does wonders for my skin. <laughs> Charlie, any product that can do wonders for your skin is pretty sensational.